Growing With You in Christ. We're 99.5 WDCX-FM, WDCX-HD1, and AM 970 WDCZ Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you. Beautiful day here in Buffalo, New York. I'm Steve Tiber, along with my co-host, Mike Fiello. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Steve. 50 degrees and getting warmer by the end of the day, from what they say. Well, we, we <laughs> hope so, man. We hope so. Well, that's like, a, that's like for those in, across the country that are listening, sure. 50 degrees to us is like 70 and 80 to them, I think. Or 90, right? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's all relevant. Beautiful so, uh, morning, though. B- big plans today besides the show, or are you uh, just chilling out? Well, I, I think I'm going to lay a little bit low today. We've had, as you know, such an awesome weekend, such a busy week. This first quarter of the year with Eight Days of Hope and everything that's going on in our lives has been busy, busy, busy. It's been, it has been. You know, I just moved back to Buffalo in July of last year. My wife and I and our kids were going to go to the Broadway market today. Hey. And, and for those of you listening who don't live in Buffalo, it's kind of a staple, especially around the Easter season. And so it's been 19 years. So I, I didn't eat breakfast this morning. I know that I tricked you. I told you, you hey, told me so about I was going to pick something up, but then you <laughs> said no. And I thought, you know what? Save those calories for well, later. Well, I didn't know that you, you, you were going to stop at Chick-fil-A, yeah. and I didn't know they had a breakfast menu. They do. I, I would have said, hey, you know, oh, come on, biscuits man. and gravy. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> anyways, we're talking about food. Your mouth is pot, probably watering. So much to share today, Mike. We've yes. got an exciting show. We're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's announcement here in Buffalo, New York. We're, we're going to talk to a, a volunteer in Nebraska, Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. uh, where right now Eight Days of Hope is, is serving the flooding victims. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I was watching some of the posts this morning. You know, and I was seeing teenagers even that were, you know, getting mud, you know, putting it in buckets and, and hauling out of basements. They were, you know, knocking the old drywall out. Mm. It, it, it's just moving at a rapid pace. All the volunteers that have come out there, you know. And, you know, right now, if you're listening on WDCX in this area of the country or through our website, 8daysofhope.com, you're like, what happened in Omaha? And that's how disasters work. They're in the news for a day or two, unless it's a major hurricane. So in Nebraska, Iowa, most of the Midwest has seen um, flooding that they have not seen in hundreds of years. Well, didn't they say there was like something like 70 cities and 60 counties? Yes. That's unbelievable. Yes. And you didn't hear much about it. No. But right now, 8 Days of Hope, we just left Alabama, Mike. We were down right. there serving the tornado victims. And uh, the the equipment from Buffalo is in Omaha, Nebraska, right. with our leaders. And we have hundreds of volunteers there serving this week. We'll be there to a week from Tuesday. And so if you're hearing this and you can get on a plane or if you live in the Midwest, uh, go to 8daysofhope.com. We provide the food and lodging. It's free. These families have nowhere to turn. And, and, and I'm telling you, they feel hopeless. And we're going to talk to Chandler Gurley, uh, a okay. volunteer with Eight Days of Hope. She's in Nebraska. We'll talk to her at the end of the show. But in just a couple minutes, I'm really excited about our guest today. And I'm going to warn parents that today is going to be a sensitive matter. We're going to be talking about some uh, a very, very challenging topic in America. Right. But something that God has clo- uh, shared very showed us very clearly that Eight Days Hope should respond to, and that's sex trafficking. And we're going to be talking to a gentleman who helps lead an organization that provides a safe home for sex traffic victims. And so if you have a young one listening today, you might want to yeah. uh, find another room for them because uh, we're going to be careful, Mike. Absolutely. But this is something we have to talk about. Well, parents, 
grandparents, this is something that can blindside you. You have no idea. Mm. Steve, when you and I were talking about it over lunch one day, I, I, I still haven't. I mean, the tears and the, and the heartache and the recognition or well, the non-recognition of this. The yes. average person doesn't know that this is going on. We all have blinders on. It's, it's like we don't notice it. But today we're going to talk about not only what is going on in America that we can't ignore, but as importantly, how you, through Eight Days of Hope, can help be a part of the solution. We're excited. We're going to have John Clark on with us in just a little bit. But yesterday we had some oh exciting news here in Buffalo. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, our Facebook page. Watch the promotional video. But yesterday we announced, it's. we can say it now, Mike. Yes, Because you, you did a good job keeping the secret, I, It brother. was tough, Steve. I'm telling you. I, they, you they were chasing me down the street trying to... No, they yeah, were No, not. I'm only kidding. You were at Paul's Donuts, I heard, last week, and people were asking you, is that true? <laughs> no, maybe not. Anyways, uh, 8 Days of Hope Buffalo is in July, from July uh, 19th to the 26th. Right. We're going to be leading volunteers from Western York and all across the country. Yesterday, we opened up volunteering, Mike, yes. at our press conference. Mm-hmm. And when I went to bed last night, very late, I'm not going to tell you the time, uh, <laughs> we already had volunteers from 11 states who have really? registered to come to Buffalo in July. To come to Buffalo, New York. Yeah. So tell the listeners what 8 Days of Hope Buffalo is a little bit about. Well, what we're going to do is there's going to be 100 families that are going to be served. Uh, they are going to be, we're going to do roofs, whatever their needs are. They're going to tell us five things that they need to do. Now, we might not be able to get to all of them, but we're going to try to do that. But 100 families for free will had their houses worked on in the university district where the warehouse is. Yeah, so we're, we're, our office here, our Northeast Satellites on Kensington Avenue, and so what we announced yesterday is that every year in July for eight days, right before Kingdombaum, we'll come back to that in a minute, yeah. we're going to lead volunteers with our leadership team, our equipment that God's blessed us with, and we're going to serve 100 families in the district. Now next year, we'll go to a different district, and the mm-hmm. year after, Lord willing, we'll go to another district. But this year, if you live in the university district in Buffalo, New York, if you own a home and you live in that home and you need repairs, go to our website. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Fill out an application. It's very simple, um, very simple document to fill out. Or you can go to Councilman White's office, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be taking those applications to May 1st. On May 15th, we will announce the 100 families that we'll be serving. But, again, it's free. We'll provide food and lodging if you live outside the area. If you come to 8 Days of Hope Buffalo— Oh, gosh, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> if you come for three of those days, we're going to give you a free commuter ticket to Kingdom, Kingdom Bound. Bound. I know. I'm so you're going to get to serve with people from around the country. You're going to get to love on these families who have nowhere to turn. We're going to be seeing, serving widows and um, uh, single moms, elderly couples who don't have the resources to right. take care of their homes. We are going to be the, the, the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus. Well, let me ask you a question, Steve. Yesterday was totally off the charts, incredible, awesome. What did you feel like when you stood up on that platform? And by the way, you did an awesome job to to communicate the heart of Jesus through Eight Days of Mm -hmm. Hope. But when you looked out and you saw Darius Pritchard sitting in the front row with Pastor Troy Browner, then you looked over and Councilman Wyatt, of course, who really spearheaded a lot of this, and then next to him, the mayor. Mayor, oh, Mayor Brown, and, and, and to, it, you know, obviously an uh, M&T representative was helping support us. Glenn Jackson was there. Steve, yeah. how did you, I mean, you just were so natural and you oh, just. Oh, thank you, Mike. How did you, I, I appreciate you that. Have, I what should you have brought, like? I should have brought you breakfast as many, as many <laughs> nice things you just said. It, it was a God moment. You know, never did, did we expect when we started Days of Hope that we would be doing safe houses or flooding uh, relief in Nebraska or 
or doing anything in Buffalo, New York. I'm telling you, we're not that yeah. smart. We're not that good. But God is awesome. He's opening up some doors for us to love and serve people here in Buffalo. If you've never been on a missions trip, you can sleep in your own bed. Come serve with us. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsors, our yes. lead sponsor, M&T Bank. You guys rock. That's right. Oh, my gosh. And uh, yesterday we announced uh, Crickler Vending and Kingdom Bound Darien Lake. Uh, we'll be announcing some others, the chapel local, uh, yeah. locally as well, and some other businesses will be announcing their partnership uh, sponsorship down the road a little bit. But go to the website, 8daysofhope.com, or go to our Facebook page and watch the promotional video and share it with somebody. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just just one more thing. You know, see, when you got up there, I'm not trying to, you know, we're already friends. I'm not trying to get, you okay. know, a, a stroke from here. <laughs> when you said, you know, this is not a political thing. This is not this. It's not this is about Jesus. Amen. The hand claps that went in that room, it was genuine. It wasn't like the, the dignitaries were there no. and they had to clap. They Their hearts were connected. Yes. And because Jesus is coming to help and serve people in Buffalo through eight days of hope. Amen. And a very diverse crowd yesterday, which I loved. Again, yeah. thank you. If you came yesterday, thank you so much. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Read the FAQs. The application for assistance will be there as well. Um, but, yeah, please, July 19th to 26th, you can come for two days or you can come for all eight days. But if you come for three days, you'll go to Kingdom Bound with us Kingdom the following Bound. week. For King and Country will be there and uh, Paul Balash and uh, Crowder Skillet. Got, uh, for King and Country, yeah. did you say that? Skillet. I, I know. You Bring know. your earplugs. <laughs> they can rock, brother. <laughs> anyway, the worship time. There'll be some great worship going on, too. <laughs> there will be. <laughs> Steve Diver with Mike Fiala. We're on Hope Reigns, or this is Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes to talk with uh, our guest, John. Clark, you're listening to Hope Reigns on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Gokey, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. In the last year, America has experienced over 900 natural disasters. Over 600,000 families have had their world turned upside down because in a moment's notice to no fault of their own, their home is destroyed. What if this was you and your family? What would you do? Where would you go? Who would you count on to come and help? 
Eight Days of Hope is a ministry that has traveled the country, loving and serving families in need. Since 2005, over 4,700 families across America have met these volunteers and had their homes rebuilt for free, all in the name of Jesus. In fact, over $48 million of work has been donated to these families. Eight Days of Hope would like to invite you to learn more about this ministry. If you are a skilled professional or a person who has never picked up a hammer, there's something for you to do at Eight Days of Hope. Please visit 8daysofhope.com for more information. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Back with Mike Fiello. My name's Steve Tiber. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. Thank you for coming again yesterday for the launching of 8 Days of Hope Buffalo. Again, please go to our website, volunteer, put it on your calendar. You don't want to miss it. I have been waiting for weeks to have this gentleman on. I met uh, John. Uh, name is John Clark. John, are you there? Good morning. I am. Good morning, guys. Hey, brother. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, sir. You yeah. know, I met I met John, Mike, um, mm-hmm. about a month ago, I think, uh, John, and, 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 you know, Eight Days of Hope, God has clearly showed us that we should help existing ministries that are out there uh, trying to support those in need uh, after um, they've been trafficked. And, and, and as I learned a little bit more about what's going on in America, in our cities and towns, I, I was just blown away. And then I met you, John, and I'm telling you, John, after you and I talked, I went into the parking lot, and I was praying to God, and I started to weep. I'm 58, and I was blind to a very serious situation, very serious problem in America, John. And, and parents, if you're listening, we're, we're going to touch, we're going to be careful, but we're about to go down a path that you might not want grandkids or kids around. Uh, but John, um, tell the listeners a little bit about uh, who you are and um, your passion to make a difference with uh, what's going on with sex trafficking. Absolutely, Stephen. You know, you mentioned how it impacted you after we had our first conversation, and it is exactly the way it impacted me when I first um, had my eyes open. But, you know, uh, this is not something that I do uh, as a job. I have a couple of different organizations that I've started as a volunteer, but I have a regular, you know, day job um, that that, keeps me pretty busy. Um, But as I, like you, as my eyes were opened and I saw what was happening, I just realized that, um, that this problem is... I was unaware of what was happening. I mean, I had heard of sex trafficking, and you you realize that it's real and it exists, but you don't realize how it's impacting everyday families and how prevalent it is and how it's growing and how if we don't, you know, act now, it's going to get just just continue to get worse and worse. And and some of the the criminals who are are preying on our kids and, and the impact they have on our kids is just devastating. And so, John, God has called you to make a difference. You, you could have sat on the sidelines and say, you know what, I'm busy leading a corporation. Uh, I've, again, after meeting you, I know that you're a driven individual. You're very gifted, good communicator, great communicator. But God told you, no, don't sit on the sidelines. I want you to be on the front row. And so today, uh, you're helping a couple organizations. Um, tell me the plans down in Texas and uh, some of the areas that, uh, that you're, you're plugged in with. 
decided to do is, is as, as I first got involved, I realized I didn't have enough time to, to really run a, a nonprofit or, or, or build anything. But I started meeting with other organizations similar to what you guys are doing and trying to figure out who can I help and how can I best use the, the talents and gifts that I have to have an impact in this space. And I, and I realized pretty quickly that there's so many good organizations out there, and all of them are underfunded and understaffed. Um, uh, and, and they need to be better organized. And I figured maybe I can bring some of my business skills right. to these guys and help them speak with, with one voice. So we really tried to bring together um, uh, community services, legislation and, and infrastructure, and, and then some of the government entities as well. So uh, I founded Operation Texas Shield, which is uh, really a, a legislative organization. We've got some attorneys that work with us and help us write laws, and we train police, or police force, uh, local police organizations, that sort of thing. Houston Area Against Trafficking is a... Uh, community services where we brought together 39 nonprofits in the Houston metro area um, and tried to help them prioritize the, the the next four or five things in our metropolitan area that need to be done the highest priorities and then all of us can go out to, to our larger community and ask for help achieving those things so we'll have more impact and the third piece is um, the Houston 20 and the Houston 20 is really a philanthropic organization that uses the connections and uh, and influence and and financial resources to help prioritize and, and grease the skids to help those projects happen. And those three kind of work together trying to have an impact in our Houston community. So I know that, I know down in Texas where you live, um, there's um, a, 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 an organization that, again, you're helping lead. Um, the name of the organization is called the Refuge Austin. Is that accurate? Yes. Well, actually, the the, the website is the Refuge Austin. The the, 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 um, the the organization is actually called the Refuge for DMST, and DMST is Domestic Minor Sex Trafficking. And that is, of all the things that, that I'm working on, the, the work that I'm, I'm most proud of. Because, as you know, we're terribly under-resourced in the country to help survivors and victims recover. And so the Refuge is a, it's a 50-acre ranch where we have the, the capability to house and heal up to 48 uh, young girls who are uh, trafficking survivors. Um, and so we've been uh, in operation uh, since August. We're still completing construction and still have some work to do, but it is a unique facility where um, we don't only give them a place to live, but they live in a family environment with house parents and they, they go to school there. University of Texas Charter Schools does our schooling. We have medical facilities there. So we, it's, it's a it's a all-inclusive, self-sufficient place for these girls to, to live and heal. So, John, this is Mike Fiala here, and uh, I, I sat with Steve shortly after he had met with you, and I, too, left that restaurant. We had a lunch and sat in my car and just in, in overwhelmed, overwhelmed with disbelief. I got, you know, six grandkids and, uh, you know, four of them are girls, and so... So, John, at, at this point, as busy as you are and who you're connected with, I mean, this was very new to me when I heard this. How, how often or is, how is rapid is the word getting out and where is it being spread to connect with people that can really be making a difference? I mean, I know Eight Days of Hope is jumping in on it, but this, got, this has to be spread at a rapid rate across our country. Or What's the success rate that you're having in getting this word out? You know, I started this about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago, and and at, at first it was it was everyone. Every time I talked to anybody, it was like deer in the headlights, and and it was just complete you know sh- shock, and, and and nobody was re- was really 
nobody saw this. Today, it depends on what community you're in, but, but there's, there is a, a critical mass, a growing um, reality. And, and I'm encouraged, very encouraged, because we still are way behind in the work that needs to be done. But there's, there is a, uh, a, a growing awareness, and, and uh, the communities are coming together, and, and everybody's realizing this, realizing this really is a serious problem, and things do need to be done. Historic, people are beginning to mobilize. And I think that's the first step towards seeing a change in the growth that we've seen in, in child sex trafficking and sex trafficking in general, because it is still growing. So Eight Days of Hope, John, has 152 volunteer leaders all across the country. And when we got on our conference call after our meeting, I shared with them the passion that the leadership team of Eight Days of Hope, the senior leadership team, uh, we wanted to be a part. We just couldn't sit on the sidelines. And so, as you know, we have announced that every 90 days starting this summer, this summer, we are going to help an existing ministry either build or renovate a facility so they can so they can do what God has called them to do, to love and, and to care for and help these individuals, to no fault of their own, have gone through a very traumatic, traumatic um, uh, challenge. And, and so I know that we're going to partner with uh, you guys down in Austin. We're excited. So if you're listening, at the end of our conversation, in about 15, 20 minutes, we're going to tell you a lot of ways you can get involved. But this problem is real. It's, it's, it's epidemic proportions. Most of us have our blinders on. Mike, you and I, we had our blinders on. Didn't know a thing. I know. And then you talk to John and others, and you realize this is just not happening in Austin, Houston. This is happening in Buffalo, in Memphis, yeah. in Cleveland, in Detroit. But it's also happening in, in the suburbs. I mean, yeah. um, John, so how many states out there right now are properly prepared to handle um, if a minor is rescued from being trafficked. How many are ready to, to handle that? Steve, so as you asked that question, I literally got chills because the answer is zero. There are zero states that are, that are really equipped. And, and so, for example, in Texas, we're probably ahead of many of the states, and part of that is because we've just finished the refuge, which has capacity for 48. But mm. that still brings the capacity in Texas to treat trafficking victims to about 100 the recent estimate that was done by the University of Texas is there are 79,000 young victims in the state. Oh. The number one place where they go when they're, and I'm, you can't see my hands, but I'm doing air quotes, when they're rescued is they go to the juvenile justice system. They take them to child jail because that's the only place they have to take them that, that makes them safe. And that's just shameful. There are 27 states with a, with a capacity of zero, zero beds, no capacity at all in that state. Think, think about that, Treat. Mike. I, if you I, if your if your grandchild, oh. your daughter, your son, uh, this is just females, even though proportionally right. probably a, a greater a greater number, there's nowhere to go. And so I, I know that John, that you you know people who've had a a, a, a child um, who's been abducted, and and what is what is a parent or a, a, a father or mother? What is their mindset? The people that you've talked to or that you know. When, when they have nowhere to turn? What, what's going through their mind? Well, first of all, you're, you're still dealing, the, the families are still dealing with the, the shock and the horror that something like this has happened mm -hmm. in their family and to their child. And, and you're looking at your child and you're realizing that they're absolutely, their, their view of the world and they're, they're shattered and they're emotionally and psychologically crushed and, and they, they, need, they need professional help. They, they need a place to go and there's just no place to take them. And, and I, there is no more helpless feeling 
than to be a parent or a grandparent and to see the desperate need mm-hmm. in, in your child and, ha- and, 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 and working the internet and the phones and doing everything you can, being able to find no place mm-hmm. that has both the capacity and the capability to treat your child. You, you're so helpless. Hmm. So the Refuge Austin, and, and give the website again. I, I, I have it, but go ahead. I know you'll do a much better job. It's the RefugeAustin.org. So Eight Days of Hope is going to partner with a new organization every 90 days, Mike. The first right. one we're planning to do here in Buffalo, Buffalo yeah. with an organization called PATH, P-A-T-H, People Against Trafficking Humans. And, and John, you know, you and I talked yesterday, either you're, you're you know, we're going to come and serve you either uh, later this year or the early, early part of next year. Um, with, with, with your campus there, what kind of needs do you have at that campus? How can a volunteer that is skilled, how can we contribute to helping your organization uh, provide uh, more services? Well, for things like skilled labor, we, we just, you know, contact us and, and we have to schedule it. Because of the nature of the, the treatment that's going on for the girls there, we're careful about who we allow on the property sure. and, and how we schedule that. So, you know, we, we're not open to just having somebody show up with, with a hammer and a willingness, <laughs> right? right? We, right. Um, but we, if, but there are still, we're, we're still building additional buildings. We're trying to expand our, our capacity and also um, for the, the, the people who work out there so that they've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some, some right now everything's been focused on treating the girls, but sure. there's no place for the staff to actually take a break and, and kind of step away from things for a little while. We also, we're very different in that we are, we are open to the families of the survivors coming and spending time with us. We're, we're building another guest house for the families to come and spend time there because they need treatment, but they also need to have their parents put their arms around them. Amen. Amen. And I'm sorry, that was a little bit confusing. It, it, I, I guess my point was Eight Days of Hope will be bringing skilled volunteers later this year, early next year, to serve. Please do not call them and say, hey, I'm a roofer. Do you need me? Uh, go through Eight Days of Hope because this is, a, this is a safe house, and, and we ourselves are going to be very confidential about posting information, pictures, uh, stuff like that. John, what, what, um, so, so you see the need... Um, out there, and it's huge. It's unmeasurable. What 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 goes through your mind when when you talk on the radio or talk to others? If you can give us a fact or two that would just be like, are you serious? Give us some information that that would help us realize how significant this is. So I'll tell you what my misconception was when my eyes were first open, and that's maybe probably the best place to start. And you know, I knew trafficking existed, and I had seen the movie Taken, like most people have, and it's very entertaining, but it's nothing like what trafficking is in America today. So, so um, you know, I had this image of you know immigrant kids lied to about a job as a waitress or a nanny, and then brought across the border and locked away in the back room of some brothel, mm-hmm. and 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 foster kids and runaways and kids from broken homes, and while all those things are real and they're really horrible and they're really happening what i didn't realize is that the traffickers are out there and they are constantly trolling social media xbox playstation and really this is not that kids are these are like at-risk teens who are out there testing the boundaries and looking for trouble they just it's coming at them from every angle and these guys are gifted con men who who know how to recognize verbal or written signs of a vulnerable teen someone who's got just kind of suffering a little bit of low self-esteem right now and and, and people hear that and they think that oh that's that's great because my kid doesn't have low self-esteem they're they're popular they're they're smart they're you know they're involved in these activities but the, the reality is most kids go through 
periods of low self-esteem, mm. break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, sure. the team they were trying out for, whatever happens. And it's, it can be something like something posting on, on Instagram that's just, you know, life stinks, or I hate school, or, you know, I'm mad at my parents. And that's when they reach out, and they, they establish that first connection. And our kids, when they're five years old, they know that the guy who drives up in the white van and says, hey, can you help me find my puppy? Stranger danger, and they run. Right. When, when somebody reaches out to them on Instagram or Snapchat, and, and they tell them they're pretty, or they just establish that connection. That 14 or 15 year old girl is flattered. She doesn't feel afraid. She doesn't realize it's the same guy mm. who's, who's in that white van and that he's got bad intentions. And, and when you realize how many people are out there and the money that they're making, a few hundred thousand dollars a piece off of each child they're trafficking, mm. and to make matters worse, they're not punishing them. When they get caught, I could spend an hour on this. Mm. Guys, but oh, wow. when these traffickers are getting caught, they're getting deferred adjudication. Oh, as I know. It's crazy. crazy. We're, we're creating an incentive where criminals can make money from, from selling our children for sex. They get caught, they get convicted, and they walk right back out on the streets to do it again. Well, John, wow, this is incredible. We are about ready to take a break here now, but when this, you've given us so much information on how this happens, but perhaps when we come back we can help us to understand what we can do as a mom and a dad and, and to, to just be so uh, in tune with this. Uh, what are the red flags? But uh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I, ahead. and I think that's important, Mike. Uh, John, thank you so much. Uh, man, I have a question that we'll get to in a little bit about Xbox. And, you know, so many of our parents out there, uh, we allow our kids and grandkids to sit in front of those gaming stations, you know, hours after hour. And I guess I want to know a little bit more about that. But, John, hold on a second. We're going to come back to you. Uh, you're listening to Hope Reigns, and I know we're dealing with a very sensitive topic, and we prayed this through. Do we talk about something this serious on a Saturday morning? Uh, but Eight Days of Hope believes God has called us clearly to to use the gifts he's given us to serve ministries the need to expand or build facilities to help out these individuals who've been trafficking. So again, if you have kids laying around, hanging out, uh, if you're in the car, uh, you can go to our website tonight or when you have time alone and listen to this message. Uh, this Every message, every show, Hope Reigns, is archived on our website. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Hey, we're going to be back in about uh, just a minute or two. You're listening to Hope Reigns. I'm Steve Tiber with Mike Fiala. We'll be back in just a minute on WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. 
Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world, so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. In the last year, America has experienced over 900 natural disasters. Over 600,000 families have had their world turned upside down because in a moment's notice to no fault of their own, their home is destroyed. What if this was you and your family? What would you do? Where would you go? Who would you count on to come and help? Eight Days of Hope is a ministry that has traveled the country, loving and serving families in need. Since 2005, over 4,700 families across America have met these volunteers and had their homes rebuilt for free, all in the name of Jesus. In fact, over $48 million of work has been donated to these families. Eight Days of Hope would like to invite you to learn more about this ministry. If you are a skilled professional or a person who has never picked up a hammer, there's something for you to do at Eight Days of Hope. Please visit 8daysofhope.com for more information. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Steve Tiber back with Mike Fiello on Hope Reigns. Thank you for joining us today. We have our guest, John Clark. And Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, throw that question out there again? Because I thought it was a really good question. Well, yeah, I'm just, John, what can I do as a grandparent? What can we do as parents um, to just be more in tune with this red flags i mean i i see my grandkids on devices all the time and honestly i from 14 down to three they're playing with these things yeah. and uh you know i do a little thing at when they were at our house i try to break from that a little bit and just they laugh let's have some fellowship but the thing is i know they go back to these devices what 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 can i do what can we do Mike, that is exactly the right question. I'm so glad you asked because there are things that you can do. And, and in the work that I've been doing, I've actually been involved in locating and recovering a, a couple of dozen girls. And it does happen to boys, too. I've always, it's much more common in girls. Wow. Um, and, and in every single case, the trail of clues that would have tipped off the family that there was, that there was a lot of trouble coming was on the phone in every case. It, that may not be the only venue, but it was it was always there, and and it was also the a big help in in finding um, the girls. But what what I encourage everybody to do is, you know, know your children's passwords on their phone. Know what social media accounts they have and they use. Know the passwords to all of those, and understand how to navigate. So, some of these apps, our kids are like like. Uh, geniuses at social media, way, oh, yes. way, way better than what we can possibly. Right. So spend the time, understand 
you know, how the application is used, what layers it has, because they can hide all sorts of things. They can hide different social media applications under other icons sometimes when they have something that, you know, they don't want you to, to see. And, and, you know, in our house, we had this, this period of time when there was a big argument over, you know, privacy and, you know, why are you going to watch everything like that? And, and, and the conversation we had to have was, listen, I do trust you but I don't trust the world. Oh, yes. And oh, so, yes. I, and the world is coming after you. There are bad mm. people out there. Evil exists. And so I don't want to just keep my eye on you. I want our family to protect each other. So guess what? You can have every password of mine. You can look on any account that I have. Here's, check my internet search history. Check my Facebook account. Look at my friends, and I'm going to do the same for you because we're going to protect each other from the evil that's out there trying to come at us. Mm. And once I took it away from me, being the only one monitoring them and saying, we're going to protect each other. Mom's going to protect me. I'm going to protect her. We're both going to protect you. You're going to protect your brother. It took that, that element of uh, uh, just uh, it, it became a non-issue, right. and it's just mm-hmm. the way we do things. We also take our phones, and, when, and it, there's a time at night when you put them on the counter, and they're done. Mm-hmm. You don't take them up to your room. That's smart. And if I, if I want to go at night and go look on the phone, I can look on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I go through all the friends. And it, we see, I talk to schools all the time, and you find kids that have 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 friends. You don't have 5,000 friends. <laughs> no, you don't. Really? So no, nobody you know. does, right? No. Maybe two. So, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> so go through that and start looking at that list and, and open up those friends and look at what they've posted. And when you see things that are really uh, undesirable that some of the friends that your child is connected to have posted, you need to have that conversation with them and disconnect yeah. them from those people. The people that, that so many of the ways that they contact into the kids is just a simple. That we tell our kids only to you know can open things up to the people they know well, but they don't. They open it to everybody because it's this right. new measure of of cool or self worth. The number of times you're liked and shared and retweeted and all those things. So they open it up to everybody. And what happens is, in one case, a girl, a cheerleader beautiful girl simply posted a picture of herself getting ready to go cheer and the first connection was back to her on Instagram you're beautiful I see why you're a cheerleader Mm. those kinds of things were and and, and it will last for months they will work this process and establish the relationship and the trust over months before they finally reach in and try to start trying to pull that person away and a lot of times it's rarely an abduction but a lot of times it's luring them into a, a, a situation where they can take them and keep them away from home. So they, John, they wind up getting invited to a party, and then something happens okay. at the party, and they wind up getting pulled away from home. So it's a, it, it's, it is a diabolical process that these guys use, and, um, and, and it's effective. They're, they've been very good at what they do. I think you, you, you're just touching on that now, John. I was, the question in my mind is how do you get from your phone to actually in an adopt, a, a situation where you're abducted? And you know you're, you're pulled away from home. What? Where, where's step one, two, and three? That they're in their home, they're they're having this contact, and then they're actually in the presence of this person. So they actually have um, they have groomers and recruiters that work for these pimps a lot of times, oh. and and so we've seen cases where there are kids in the school that are getting either money or they're getting drugs right. or whatever to identify people and turn over names and contact information and then make those introductions. Kids are doing this. Kids are doing this. And I, I am so blind. I mean, to I, hear I, this, John, I really? mean, I have two girls, ninth grade and seventh grade, um, and, and I'm blind. 
Uh, and this is just not happening in Chicago or Las Vegas or New Orleans. Uh, John, this is happening everywhere, isn't it? It is, and, and we, had, we had a case that you say school, and, and you think, oh, that's horrible. Um, you know, and then some people think, well, my kid goes to a private school, or we live in this great mm-hmm. neighborhood. But our kids are connected to people who are not in their school. There you go. And, 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 and we, it, we have a case where it happened at a big national beach week retreat thing at church camp. There were kids from all over the country what? there. And the groomer was there meeting people, and that, that led to this friendship that was then this introduction to a guy that wound up with, you know, winding up at the same party, and this guy grabbed the girl. So if you're listening today, uh, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a production of Eight Days of Hope. We promised you when we started, what, six weeks ago, that every week we would share uh, God's stories. And all of them to this point have been stories where God has showed up in an amazing, amazing way, and missionaries and people serving at disaster sites, sharing how God was revealed. But John, maybe um, this is a different type of story. And again, parents and grandparents, if if you're around young kids, uh, go to our website later on and listen to this interview. Please, we want to be very sensitive that these are sensitive matters. Uh, But John, um, there is a God story in all this, because there's organization like yours, the, the refuge down in Austin, and PATH in Buffalo, and the Elijah Rising in Houston, Texas. There's organizations out there that are making a difference. How can the listeners pray, get involved, or even donate? I mean, we all can pray. I mean, we all, John, I know you love the Lord. We all can pray. But pray, volunteer, or donate. Give us some avenues of how people can stand in the sidelines and pray, what they should pray for, how they could volunteer if they can. Of course, they can through Eight Days of Hope, or how they can donate. Well, certainly, and and there's, um, you know, what I always tell people to do when when they pray is because there are different segments of the of the spectrum of needs um, where where things need to be done. And and I always encourage people to pray about you know where where are you being tugged upon to to go? There's are you are you you know, pulled towards your education and awareness, or legislation and prevention, or, or outreach and intervention, or, or location and rescue, or emergency assessment, or long-term treatment. And all of those things are very different services. So where do your gifts lie? Where does your heart lead you? And then and to pray for that. And then, and then specifically, you can reach out, and there are organizations, um, you know, in your area, and it, it does tend to be very localized, but you can do some right. searches, or if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can, I can try to give them some guidance of where to go to look at organizations in your region. Sure. Um, but there are, there are tons of good organizations out there, and all of them have different things that they need. So go to those websites, look at them, and, and, and there are many organizations like the ones that, that, that we're involved with, guys, that are around the country that are, that are helping other organizations be more effective at what they do. And figure out which ones those are and where their areas of needs are. Um, the information is available. It varies, you know, region by region. But, um, man, if you have a heart to get involved, there is so much work to do. John, I am so thankful. You know, I too don't have 5,000 friends, but I'm thankful (laughs) that I have a new one, and his name is John Clark. I love your heart, brother. Um, God has has connected you you and the organization called The Refuge down in Austin with Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is going to be serving um, our friends down in Austin sometime in the next six to nine months. We will be going down there, and we'll be taking skilled professional volunteers and we're going to help John and the team down there expand that facility. And, John, I love your heart. Uh, man, thank you so much. Right. If someone wanted to donate, and, again, today, don't donate to 8 Days Over. If you're going to donate, 
Uh, your organization, can you donate online, John? Is that, is that available? Absolutely, and we, we still have so much that we, we need to do. So please, you can go to uh, therefugeaustin.org, and there is a donate button there like there is for most of, of these organizations. And I promise you that we, we are a, a faith-based organization. Um, we, we try to live our lives and lead examples that will, that will leave these, lead these girls to the Lord because we know that true healing only comes through him, and, uh, and I promise you that, that uh, if, you, if, if God calls you to donate to us, we will be excellent stewards of your, your, your donation. Oh, I know you will. Mm. Uh, Father, thank you so much for John. That's Father, right. thank you for his heart. Thank you for what the refuge is doing in Austin, Father. Open up our eyes to see, Father, yes. if and how we should be a part of, of, of the need, Father, um, of, 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 of trying our best, Father, to put our arms around a very tough, 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 challenging uh, situation in America, Father. Help us as yes. parents and grandparents, Father, to be aware, to be sensitive, Father, of, of, of our loved ones who might be struggling. Uh, Father, protect our kids, protect right. our grandkids, Father. Yes. Thank you for John. Thank you for his heart. Until we see him and serve with him in Texas, keep him safe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thanks for taking the front lines on this, John. You've John, well, oh, thank you for all you guys do as well. I, I was blown away when I was was seen, saw all that you guys do, and and I just I love your hearts as well. That you're you've got all that you've got going on, and you've still dedicated uh, you know time and energy to this cause. So, mm. uh, awesome. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. And I know we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. That's John Clark. He's with uh, The Refuge down in Austin. And we'll have that information on our social media sites. And again, if, if you were listening to some of this conversation, I, you know, we prayed this through. Should we do a show like this on a Saturday morning? Right. And we tried our best to leave some things out. But uh, if you're living in western New York and you're looking for an organization to tie into that, that does exactly what John Clark's organization does, go to PATH, P. A-T-H. Julie Palmer is the leader. We're going to be partnering with PATH. They will be the first organization in America that Eight Days of Hope will serve to expand a facility or to build a facility to help in this cause. But, Mike, my eyes have been open today. You know, <clears throat> my eyes have been open. I'm almost, I, I've been thinking about this word, horrified, that this goes on. But that's got to cause action. What action can we do, Steve? And I'm so grateful that Eight Days of Hope has jumped in on this. But I want to challenge all the listeners out there, whether you have kids or not, uh, this is something that is is horrific. And please, please get get involved. Whether it's you donate, whether you serve your time, get involved. Get to know what our kids are doing on their Amen. devices. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful for my wife. She she is a hawk on their phones. I mean, my two young girls, and so um, praise God. But but please, if, if you know. Please, parents, take that time. Yes. Again, the website for uh, John and his organization is therefugeaustin.org, therefuge, R-E-F-U-G-E, austin.org. And if you want to partner with 8 Days Hope, every 90 days, starting this summer, somewhere in America, we're going to work with an existing organization, a ministry, and we're going to help them build a facility or expand a facility. So go uh, go to our website, 8dayshope.com and learn more about that. Hey, um, so we're going to change from that topic, and we're going to talk to a volunteer, Mike, okay. that is in Omaha, Nebraska. 
Could that be Chandler? It is Chandler. We're oh, going to talk to Chandler Gurley here in just is. a moment. She's in Omaha serving with Eight Days of Hope, serving the flood victims, and we'll be going to her in just a couple of minutes. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm with Mike Fiella. My name is Steve Tiber. We're honored that you'd be listening to Hope Reigns. And we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes to talk to Chandler Gurley and uh, remind you again about Eight Days of Hope Buffalo coming up this year in July, July 19th and 26th. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Hope Reigns, live on WDCX. Kingdom Bound 2019, New York's largest Christian music festival, is coming to Darien Lake Theme Park July 28th through the 31st for four amazing days. Experience the best in Christian music with For King and Country, Crowder, Bethel Music, Danny Goki, Passion Music, and dozens more artists and speakers this summer at Kingdom Bound. Camp on grounds or commute each day and experience all the festival has to offer for the entire family. Find out more and register today at kingdombound.org. That's kingdombound.org. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. In the last year, America has experienced over 900 natural disasters. Over 600,000 families have had their world turned upside down because in a moment's notice to no fault of their own, their home is destroyed. What if this was you and your family? What would you do? Where would you go? Who would you count on to come and help? Eight Days of Hope is a ministry that has traveled the country, loving and serving families in need. Since 2005, over 4,700 families across America have met these volunteers and had their homes rebuilt for free, all in the name of Jesus. In fact, over $48 million of work has been donated to these families. Eight Days of Hope would like to invite you to learn more about this ministry. If you are a skilled professional or a person who has never picked up a hammer, there's something for you to do at Eight Days of Hope. Please visit 8daysofhope.com for more information. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Welcome back to Hope Rain. Steve Tyber with Mike Fiala. So I'm going to throw you a curveball, Mike, before okay. we go our guest. So right. next week, we're going to have a 60-second spot that replaces our current spot. And I'm going to have you read our second. So ac- you're just seeing this for the first time. I am. So this is a 60-second spot announcing 8 Days of Hope Buffalo. So go All ahead and read. All this is going to be done in 60 seconds? Yes. So yeah. I, you, and your mark is set. Go. Okay. 8 Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families and helping them rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. Now, 8 Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called 8 Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with repairs, 
to their homes in the University District of the City of Buffalo. From July 19th to the 26th, you will have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com and learn more about this outreach. Eight Days of Hope. Am I doing okay? You're doing great. Oh, I hear you. I'll let you finish no, the you're, do, you're doing great. You're doing great. So Eight Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three days. And, of course, you'll enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound. For more information, where do they go, Mike? Uh, to 8daysofhope.com. Brother, you are, I tell you, you got a face for radio. I love you, brother. You really do. Did I pass the test? Yes, you do. So I'm going to bring on Chandler Gurley. Chandler, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Don't let him laugh at you. You did great. Oh, <laughs> he did do you. great. He thank did. You. you. Oh, my gosh. So, Chandler, we miss you. You're in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Now, where are you from originally, Chandler? Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, you're one of those southern young ladies. Now, do you talk yes. southern? Do you think I talk Southern? Well, we're going to find out about next minute. I know the answer to that, Chandler, because I know you pretty good. Um, okay, so you're in Omaha, and you're serving with other uh, volunteers from across the country. Give yes, the sir. listeners just a 90-second, two-minute update of what's happening out in Omaha. Great. I would love to. We um, are serving at a Christ Community Church here in Omaha, Nebraska. We have about 75 volunteers here. We're representing about 15 states. Um, and so we uh, are just trying to love and serve these families that have experienced massive amounts of flooding. Uh, we're working in two different areas in Omaha right now, and that is Valley and Kings Lake. Both of these areas are very low-income areas. Um, the homes that we are seeing, um, I wish you could see it with me right now, but it is just devastating. Um it is taking days and days and days to just complete one house. Mm -hmm. It's a slower process than most of our disasters that we go to because there's so much mud and, and the water has um, reached to a level in their home that it just completely destroyed all their furniture, sheetrock, insulation. They were having to cut up higher than normal. Um, so it is, we are in great need here. Um, we, are, we are also just seeing God move in, in mighty, mighty ways through our volunteers and through the families that we're serving every night we get to come together and pray for these families to worship god that we know that he's still in control and we're seeing hearts changed and we're seeing people um have hope again which is why we're here so it is it's hard every single day um to see what we're seeing and to actually hold the family members home uh hand and pray with them so please be in prayer with us if you're listening. If you can't, if you can't be here with us, please get on your knees and pray for us. It's this is the hardest trip I've been to so far. Mm. Um, and really? so, yeah, it is just. I think it's because the area that we're in, they they have really they've almost lost everything in their home, mm. um, and they're not in a place financially to receive um, any assistance really from the government because there was no insurance because of the flood. Most people don't have flood insurance. And so they're having to start over. And most of these people um, might end up losing their home oh, if they don't have another organization come back in and rebuild for them. So wow. it is very difficult. So Chandler, we, we only have another minute or so left, but um, you, now you've been to Hurricane Harvey, uh, Houston. Mm -hmm. You've been to Hurricane Michael in Florida, Hurricane 
Florence in North Carolina. You've seen tornado right. damage. You were just in Alabama a couple of weeks ago serving the tornado vac- victims. You said, though, this is the toughest one you've been at. Mm-hmm. And just take another minute and explain why. What's what's going through yeah. your heart right now in your mind? Uh, yes, like you said, I have been to all of those trips, and I've got to meet um, many different families that way, and they're all in their in their own ways are heartbreaking. I think why it's so heartbreaking here is we're seeing a lot of lost people deal with um, great devastation mm-hmm. that aren't believers. And so in all the other trips that I've been on, I've got to meet people and, and families that have the hope of Jesus Christ and can move forward and can um, see that it is uh, temporary. But we're running into people that um, don't see that yet. And so we're trying to um, share the love of Jesus and share the love of Christ in a very in a state that they might not be able to receive that mm-hmm. yet. And so we're just having to pray forward and just intercede um, constantly on these families' behalf um, because uh, we know how difficult it is, and we know that they can only make it through with Jesus. So I just ask again just to be in prayer with us as we go into these homes. And we're working with far- some farmers right now in Iowa, and I got to meet one of them yesterday, and he was $3 million worth of equipment in this oh flood. Oh and so it's just um, their livelihoods are gone right. as well. And so they're all, they all have their different um, heartbreaks. Um, and maybe just because I'm here and it's most recent, that is the most devastating. But um, I, we just we we need prayer. We need prayer here in Nebraska. Well, Chandler, I know your smile, and I know when people see it, even in the darkest times, uh, they will see Jesus in you. Father, be with Chandler today and the yes. team that's in Omaha. We thank you for her love of you and love of others. Father, to hear that this has been the toughest trip she's ever been on, Father, was a little bit. Uh, confusing to me because I've, I've seen, Father, firsthand devastation. But, Father, you heard very clearly, Father, that her heart is for the lost. Yes. It isn't just about gutting a home, Father. It's about being your son's hands and feet and being there. And when they ask, Father, why, Chandler, you left Tupelo, Mississippi to come to Omaha, that she shares her testimony and how she knows you. Be with her today. In yes. Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Chandler, thank you, guys. thank you so much for taking time out. Please tell the team we love them. We'll be praying for your safety. And, and, and I do think the listeners do now know that you are a true Mississippian because, <laughs> because of the way. You, but, hey, we love you, girl. We miss you. We'll see you I soon. I love y'all, too. God right. bless you. Be safe. That was Chandler Gurley with Eight Days of Hope in Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. Mike, what a, what a day today. We started talking about Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. For Incredible. more information, if you need help, you live in the university district, you own your own home, you live in that home, right. go to our website and go to Councilman Wide's office. We are looking for volunteers in July, July 19th to 26th. We talked about that. And then John Clark, we had John on, yeah. Mike. It's, it's, it's information. And please, go back to the website if you did – didn't listen to the whole program or, or, or just re-listen to it again. Yes. Because you're going to, every time you listen to it, you're going to get more and more information to act upon to make a difference in our world today. And we need to make a difference. Amen. Amen. And then talking to Chandler down in Omaha. Oh, if, if you want to volunteer with 8 Days of Hope, it starts very simply. You go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. 8daysofhope.com. Just submit your email address. And whenever we go anywhere, uh, we'll send you an email and let you know what we're doing. Just, yeah, and... That, and I know you, Stevie, you get these things out on a regular basis. You keep us informed, 
and we certainly appreciate that. The more information we have, the more we can act on and get involved into our community, across our nation, with all these issues that we've been talking about. Thank you, brother. I love you, man. I love you too, I man. I tell you, yesterday was amazing. Thank you, Mayor uh, Brown, again, and yes. the Common Council leaders and pastors, uh, ethnic backgrounds, different denominations. All the lines were crossed yesterday, God all in the name is, of Jesus. God is moving in Buffalo, oh, New York. Oh, my gosh. We can say that. Amen. He's moving to Buffalo, New York. And you're, if you're listening around the country, again, go to our website. We will do many rapid response trips this year across America, and we'd love to have you join us. But, Father, we thank you for this mm -hmm. morning. Thank you for this day. Thank you for WDCX. Thank you for who you are yes. in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Well, God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Steve Tiber, Mike Fell with Hope Reigns signing off. You have a good one. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.